0: in case you haven't heard, and you would literally have to have been under a rock not to have heard, the president has COVID! The president has COVID! The president of the United States, Donald Trump, has COVID! The uh, reactions to this have been remarkable. I got a text the other day from a listener who was... I don't know if he was upset or not, but he was up. He was telling me that his phlebotomist, he was in the process of getting a blood drawn, his phlebotomist was literally dancing at the news that Donald Trump, the President of the United States, has contracted COVID. Some people are pleased by this. That's because they are, well, not to put too fine a point on it, they are assholes. Other people are resorting to thoughts and prayers, And virtually no one is thinking once again. What else is new, right? Here's what I'm here to tell you. You don't need to worry. If you're worried about any of this, believe me, there are bigger things to worry about than whether or not President Donald Trump has COVID. You probably don't believe me, but that's okay. I'm here to explain it to you. First off... If the president should happen to succumb to his illness, which is probably unlikely, given that A, he has the best doctors in the world, and B, this disease, as it turns out, is pretty survivable. But if he should happen to, the 25th Amendment has already taken care of this. In case the removal of the president from office, or if his death or his resignation, the vice president shall become president. Now, there's a lot of history here, and there's a lot of discussions here, and that wasn't always so clear, as the 25th Amendment has put it. Back John Tyler, the former president, when he became president, it wasn't all that clear that he was actually the president, and there was a lot of argument about it, but now, because of the 25th Amendment, it's clear. If President Trump should die of his illness, and he won't, don't worry. Mike Pence becomes president of the United States. Ta-da! Well, what if he just gets really sick, Dave, and he can't be the president? He can't can't do the job, you know? (laughs) It was a funny cartoon the other day about, or maybe it was a comment about, did you know the president is working from the executive offices at Walter Reed? Someone said, there are no presidential offices at the hospital. What are you talking about? Well, the general, the the guy that runs things, he moved down from his office. The assistant moved down another office. The department heads moved down an office, and somewhere down at the bottom of the chain of command, there's some lieutenant walking around the hospital with a box full of his stuff because he doesn't have an office anymore. As everybody got bumped down. But in the in the event that he couldn't do it, the president can transmit to the president pro temp of the Senate, of the Senate. That's the vice president and the Speaker of the House of Reps Representatives. His written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. And until he transmits to them a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president as acting president. This has happened a couple of times before, like when Reagan went to his surgery uh, after he got shot. I think it happened once with George W. Bush. And they're the acting president. They're not actually the president per se. They're just taking on that power until they're well enough to to resume these things. And therefore, the Constitution has got it covered. Anything happens, you need not worry about it. Uh, the cool thing is, is we actually have a law about the order of succession as well. If for some reason the vice president can't do it, then the Speaker of the House does. It. And it goes all the way down to the Secretary of Labor, I think, if you read the law, it's it's pretty ridiculous. There are those who think that it doesn't work. And the beauty of all this is if anything did happen, we'd have a million Facebook, Facebook constitutional lawyers immediately posting about how everything is wrong. And if you would just listen to them, everything will be fine. Now, there are some concerns here, though. Uh, the president went to the hospital on Friday, October 2nd. The presumed time that he would be under quarantine then would end right around the 17th he would be cleared to go back out on the campaign trail that creates some some issues with regards to debates and the like um i don't know i, I love that i love the conspiracy theories now that the president intentionally got covid so that he wouldn't have to debate he wouldn't have to debate joe biden no more As if, somehow or another, you think the President of the United States, Donald Trump, feels like he did poorly in the debate. I mean, literally, you would have to be dumber than a rock to think that, but okay. But the election is on the 3rd of November. Now, if the President were to succumb to his illness between now and then, what happens? You'd be amazed to know that the GOP has rules for this. In fact, the Democrat Party has rules for it too. But in essence, what they do is they rename, they will get together and name the nominee. Most likely, it would be Mike Pence. Most likely. Of course, the problem is ballots have already been printed. Uh, People are already, in some cases, have already voted, which is probably why they would go to Mike Pence. You would see some lawsuits. You would see a lot of hoo ha ha happening here but the GOP does have rules for this if by some chance the president passes away let's say he's reelected i know some of you don't believe that he will be some of you do doesn't matter if he is reelected and he passes away after november 3rd but before inauguration day then it devolves to the vice president elect and it's not that big of a deal it really isn't there are rules in place And those rules work. And theoretically, except for the fact that this is 2020, so everything is going to manifest itself in a way that is, let's face it, insane. It should work. It should work just fine, but it won't. But it's still not the most important thing you need to be worrying about. I'm serious. There are a lot more important things you should be worrying about, whether or not the president doesn't make it. What's, the, what's one thing? Well, the first thing you should be worried about is the Dodgers bullpen. Look, I'm a, I'm a Dodger fan through and through, as you know. I'm glad we're in the playoffs. I don't even mind that we have to play the Padres in the second round. Um, it seems like we should be playing the lower seed, but with the bubble and everything. But as a, a wise man once said to me, a guy by the name of Frank Bauman, um, He pronounced it Bowman, which is pretty remarkable. Anyway, he once said to me as we were playing hockey, "Uh, "You got to beat them sooner. You got to beat them sooner or later, anyway. So you might as well beat them now." But I am deeply concerned about the Dodgers' bullpen. Kenley clearly does not have what he used to have, and the problem now is that now we're we're no longer facing crap teams. Now you're facing the second best team, probably in the National League. So there's that to worry about. There's asteroids and comets that you should be worried about. If one of these should happen to hit the Earth right around Election Day, can you imagine the chaos this would cause? Because 99% of the humanity on Earth would probably immediately misinterpret this as an atomic explosion. They look a lot alike. They cause, depending on where they hit, a lot of the same kind of damage. We should be terrified, terribly worried about asteroids and comets, and nothing NASA can do can make it stop. How many times do we see these stories about an asteroid went by and we didn't know it was there? You just don't know, folks. You just don't know. It may be unlikely. It may not happen in your lifetime. But I guarantee you, it's going to happen. At some point, it's going to happen. So you should be worried about that. If that's not enough for you, how about the Yellowstone supervolcano? You know what this is, right? Those of you, those of you that have been to Yellowstone, you know this. Yellowstone National Park is basically a giant volcano that is somewhere between 50 and 100,000 years overdue for a massive, and by massive, I mean bigger than Krakatoa, explosion. And when it does, it's basically going to kill everybody in Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, parts of Colorado and Utah. It's going to bury most of the the Midwest in in ash. It's going to create a miniature ice age. People are going to starve to death. People are going to, you know, be killed and, and hurt and Everything's going to be a disaster and the whole economy is going to collapse and, and nobody's going to know what to do because there is no government plan to stop a supervolcano from erupting. Believe me, FEMA has no plan for this. You might be looking at that map going, Dave, I'm down in Florida. I got nothing to worry about. Where's your food come from, Florida? <laughs> and if there ain't no roads, no railroads, no nothing between you and there, you're going to get tired of oranges real fast. And of course, that could be a problem. Our education system is wrapping out on us. We should be worried about this. And not just by remote schooling, I mean. I mean the fact that people who are in school aren't learning nothing. Certainly nothing worth carrying forward when it comes to how to be a, a, a good, virtuous citizen. This is something that's very near and dear to my heart. And I'm becoming more and more concerned that there is no citizenship, no no civics being taught to a degree that I think it should be taught to. I listened to a college professor the other day who happened to teach this kind of stuff, and I was very impressed with that and very pleased by that. But it's one little, little city in one little place. Around the country, not so much. Which leads me to the biggest thing you should probably be worried about, which is your liberties. And your freedoms. I hate to tell you this. Joe Biden is certainly not going to protect your liberties. He doesn't care. Kamala Harris certainly doesn't care. Mike Pence might care. But even Donald Trump has not really done an outstanding job of protecting liberties, has he? Donald Trump has a real problem understanding the concepts of the First Amendment. And to my records, the Fourth Amendment as well. Regardless of who we elect, regardless of who's in office because of illness, because of whatever happens, regardless of who's ever there, we need to understand that these people, though they have sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and defend our liberties and freedoms, they tend to look to themselves first. We need to understand that. We need to understand that one of the things we should be worried about is is that whoever we put in those offices, whatever those offices may be, are people who understand the Constitution, who understand the liberties and freedoms that those that the Constitution guarantees and protects, and aren't all that interested in you know, enriching themselves, unfortunately. While the entire nation works itself into a lather over whether or not President Trump, who has the COVID, what do we do? What do we do? We ain't paying any attention to that last one, are we? But then again, we haven't been paying any attention to it for a while, have we? So, really, what's going to change?